Blog Talk Radio. Today, 
Um, I don't think we had any homework assignments about Christ consciousness at the end of last week. No, um, but we did talk about how it's a choice, kind of like you were saying, uh, saying yes to spirit is a choice. We did have a connection to that, that we are, always have that choice to be in Christ consciousness. And uh, I like always to talk about choice. I like to remind myself that I have a choice. You always so have a choice. Choice. I'm reminding myself. <laughs> well, um, for anyone who's listening who did not hear the previous week's show on Christ consciousness, we may not have given you any real connection back to last week, but I really highly recommend you go back and listen to it because it was a really fun show, and it was a um, it was fun from my perspective because we ended up talking about Christ consciousness from several different perspectives mm-hmm. and, um, you know, what it means, what it could mean, what it means for different people, as well as choosing it and that, that element mm-hmm. of choice that we got to near the end of the show. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the one of the shows in the archives, of which there are now 30, show, 31 shows in the archives, uh, but it's one of the ones in the archive that I think I'm more likely to go back and listen to in the future. You know, right. if I had to pick, like, of 31 shows, the top five or six that I'd go. be likely to listen be to again, favorite. that would be one of the one I'd, ones I'd be likely to listen to again. Like they had a favorite, uh, you know, my favorite show, the Law & Order SUV. They had all day on Halloween the favorite Law & Order SUV. <laughs> You want to do SVU? SUV, yes, V, sex crime. SVU. Yes, VU, thank you. My favorite show, I don't know the title. But I know I thought when they were saying it in the commercials, like, here's the uh, viewers' favorite shows. I'm like, how could you just pick, like, eight favorite shows out of all the Law & Order SVUs? <laughs> and did you sit and watch them all? <laughs> Let's just say I got parts of most of them. I do love that show, yes, yes. <laughs> that was yesterday. It's Halloween, yeah, Halloween. Yeah, yeah. So you have, but anyway, so you have your favorite uh, God in my days. So there you uh, go. Or say yes to say spirit. yes to spirit. So you have the God in my days would be the devotion. Right. So let's take a quick break and then come back and talk about whatever our topic is today. Illness. <laughs> cannot avoid it. We'll find out about what is Tracy not. Stillness. What's that about? Because I know what work was about for me, so we'll find mm-hmm. out.
Welcome back to Say Yes to Spirit with Leslie and Tracy, and we are here to encourage you on your spiritual path. Today, that spiritual path is going to be walking and talking about stillness. So what is stillness, Leslie? What does it mean to you? Stillness is something that I had a very difficult time doing with my body for years. I would always be in constant movement. My body would be just like I was like had some sort of muscle disorder or something for the longest because I would always be either moving my hands or shaking my leg. And I would notice when I would be out in public and I would try to stop that movement and be still, but then I would get very anxious. So stillness is something that had, did not did not come a part of my life, even being able to sit still until recently, you know, the last five or six years. So um, so stillness is something that I've worked at. And I still think in meditation, you know, sitting still now, it's like for years when I would meditate, I couldn't even sit still. And then I've gotten to a point now where I can easily sit still for the meditation. I could sit still for hours, but, you know, then the stillness up within my mind, you know, that comes and goes. So there's different levels of stillness for me. So that the whole concept and idea of stillness being without, physically being without movement, mm-hmm. stillness being a body, mm-hmm. a body function or lack of function, mm-hmm. not moving, that stillness is a physical piece. And then when we did the show on meditation month, several months ago, four, maybe four months ago, um, we talked about meditation as stillness of the mind. Yes. And actually I think it was Tom Green who asked that question, what's the difference between stillness and meditation, or was it you? No, it was Tom Green, and maybe it's Tom Green's fault that we have stillness as a topic. We talk about that then and think about putting it on the schedule. Because, yeah, I didn't think he asked that question. Yeah, is there a difference, or what is the difference between stillness and meditation? Which was a great conversation Mm -hmm. that we ended up coming back the next week, and you shared after talking with several people that... um, you know, that meditation, oh no, that was meditation and prayer. That prayer is is directive and meditation is receptive. That was meditation and prayer. But meditation and stillness mm. are both of putting yourself in a state to be receptive to whatever else is going on in, from within or externally, I think. So if you're not in that state of stillness, there could be some receptivity difficulty. <laughs> there might be, or we might not static that we might not even recognize because mm-hmm. we're in movement so or agitated. emotion. Right, right, right. And I think I think the same thing goes with the mind. So sometimes you, I I think you can. Well, I don't know. Do let me just think out loud for a minute. <laughs> do can I think you? Right. Do I think at all? Do I think about what anything? Is it possible to still your mind without stilling your body? Yes. I'm thinking people that have muscle disorders. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> without not a physical reason, right? Uh-huh. But just so I, I'm really clear, it's possible to 
still your body without stilling your mind. To have stillness mm-hmm. of body and movement, and your mind could still not be still. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's really easy because how many of us go to meditation and we can sit still for an hour or 45-minute right. meditation, but our mind has no sense of stillness or quiet, you know, and we're spending our whole energy trying to quiet the mind so that we can focus on our breathing or whatever we're Mm -hmm. trying to contemplate. But I'm just thinking, is it possible to still the mind if your body is in constant? Yes. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. I win $500. And what makes me why you, well, what makes me say yes so confidently? Yes, yes, you've come up with me. Runner's high. You get in the zone. Your body ah, is in movement, uh-huh. but your mind is still relaxed, peaceful, open, relaxed. Yeah, uh-huh. Right. When I roller skate, sometimes it's the same way. It's oh, like, right. If I do walking meditation, uh-huh, my uh-huh. body is in motion. And my mind can be based in, grounded Calm. in stillness. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, see, there you go. I agree. That that is the correct answer. And sometimes people use moving their body, even if it seems like a repetitive motion. Or I know mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. I would use that to try to still my mind or to calm yeah. my mind, thinking now. Yeah. Okay. So now we solved all of that. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Still this check, and um, and you know oh, the, I wrote down my favorite quote. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I thought you were looking at uh-huh. what I wrote I down when you were talking. I couldn't read it upside and down. You said, I really worked at stillness, <sighs> and so it just brought up the conversation from a couple. I of hate that word. Work. work right? Yeah. I had to work at stillness. Mm-hmm. I really worked. See, see how much I hate that and word. I'm like, stillness is a release and allowing. It's sort of like a relaxation, but you have to work at uh, it. For me, everything's work. Work at it. Just to make a conscious effort to work at it. Okay, so what were you going to say about your favorite quote? My, one of my favorite quotes is, be still and know I am God. Be still and know I am God. And for me... When I am still in my mind, I am much more aware of God all around. When my mind is going 100 miles a minute, I'm much less aware. So I think that quote has always been kind of like a um, a reminder or a, a edict. Is that the right word? You know, be still, do this. Kind of a a guide for me of how I can connect back to God quickly is through being still. That's in the Bible, isn't it? It's a quote in the Bible. And no. Know that I am God. Is it yeah. know that I am God? No, be what still did I know. say? No, you said it right. Did I say no? Okay. Be still and know. know that I am God. I like often that. Be, often shortened on posters and plaques as be still and know. But yeah, be, be still, still and know, know I am God. Mm-hmm. And isn't one of your favorite hymns Peace, be still. Oh, peace. Is that the one that says peace like a river? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I love that. Or what is the name of that? But, yeah, that song. And mm-hmm. it has still in mm-hmm. it as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is why stillness is on here. Because you got to... That's be all about me. I must mm-hmm. like to think about stillness. 
be still. You have a devotion about stillness? I have a devotion about something that's not called stillness, but it um, talks about, if I can get my computer to come up here, um, slowing down. And and, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because a lot of times... um, and I've heard Reverend Petra at the Center for Spiritual Living talk about this, that many times we can't just go from where we are to perfection. You know, somehow we've got to kind of bridge that gap. If if I'm way over to the left in my mind and I'm going a 1,000 miles a minute, it's probably pretty unlikely that I can just stoop and be still. And so how to bridge that. And that's what this devotion is about. It says, the curl in his tail straightened and his panting increased. I am walking a friend's dog each morning, and he wants to run, run, run. I can tell his body is not in agreement. He pays no attention to the signs given him to slow down until he is so exhausted he has to sit down for a break before continuing on. I know my excitement about a project, person, or cause can get me running so fast I burn out quickly with no reserve to finish the race. I have a hunch God's natural path reveals several ways for me to notice it is time to slow down and walk. Maybe it is like the pup through physical exhaustion. Maybe it is through the loss of a job, lover, or friend. Maybe it is a quiet voice telling me to meditate, journal, or just sit in peace. Whatever the nudge is, I was reminded today my job is to pay attention and take action to slow myself down before the exhaustion itself forces me to sit down. And I think that's true in my life if I don't make the conscious understanding that I'm moving, moving, moving and need to slow down, that life will put in natural blockers or put in natural opportunities to help me slow down and be still. And I think that's why I really starting my day with the meditation every morning for me is my my key to that because it sets a tone. Because when I'm getting ready, I notice I can think back, way back to when I had a job, a real job. But you know, I would always be I'm always running late, always running late. So I'm running late to the job, and then I get to the job, and then I'm running, running, running. So when I start my day at meditation, I'm running late to get to meditation, but then it puts that kind of axe down and I'm at peace. I'm still, I'm meditating, I'm breathing, I'm aware. And then that just sets the tone for the rest of the day. It's really, it's such an amazing difference how when I physically go to a meditation wherever in the morning first thing, how that changes my day. And I think it's because I'm starting my day in a centered, still place. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it slows you down and gets you connected to stillness before you do anything else. But then as I listened to you, I was like, oh, actually, no, you started the day the way, you start the day the way most of us start the day, which is rushing around because right. you've got to rush to get to, to meditation, get to meditation right. which is a whole nother conversation. Uh-huh, rush, uh-huh. rush, rush to go relax and meditate. Uh-huh. Um, but but I like that because it I think it, it reminds all of us that 
when we get caught in our daily routine of whatever it is that we can stop and meditate and do a reconnect, mm-hmm. a revisit to that grounding that that we get to through stillness. Right. Um, Ernest Holmes talks about divine tranquility. Oh, I like that. And um, and uses that kind of as a description of stillness in a in a longer quote where he refers to I let my inner spirit fill my whole being with peace and stillness. Uh huh. And then later, a sentence later or so, he calls it the divine tranquility filling me. Oh, cool. And um, it's like yeah, divine tranquility, which is a different feel than thinking of stillness as empty. Yes. And I think some people don't want to be don't want to experience stillness because they perceive that means I'm emptying everything. Oh, interesting. Away, uh-huh. And I can never empty everything. But the idea that stillness fills me with divine tranquility. It's like I kind of like that. I resonate with that mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. bit more than emptying, trying to be empty mentally or physically. Yeah, that's interesting that stillness can be a full state of being versus being a, an empty, nothing there. Stillness, nothing there. I know... Um, we used to, you know, joke about people's mental health. You can tell somebody's mental health by telling them to go home and sit in a dark room for in the middle of a chair and see how long they can sit in that stillness, in that quiet. And it kind of is a reflection of how healthy mentally we are. And um, so I do think along my path, the more... I am able to sit in stillness. It's a reflection of a calmer inner state. But there that that doesn't necessarily mean there's nothing going on in my mind. But it you know, there's mm-hmm. not the it's not anxiety, it's a stillness within, yeah. Peace. Peace. Peace and stillness. Peace and stillness. Yeah. Peace and stillness. So on be still now dot com Oh, there's a website called that. Be still now. Be still now. Is it somebody's website or is it just a? Well, yeah, it's somebody's website, (laughs) but it's not ours. It's not God. We're already giving them enough of a promo by referring to Uh be still now dot com. It's not a church or anything. I mean, it's a person's. Yeah, it's a human's, Mm -hmm. not an entity. And uh, they say. Stillness is where all of creation begins. Oh, out of stillness. Stillness is all knowledge. Stillness is extreme power. Everything imaginable and unimaginable is created from stillness. Stillness is God. So, that's interesting. Everything created. So, for me to really truly be a choice about what I'm creating, I would imagine there has to be a moment of stillness or a break between the chatter 
or my anxiety or my fear, my worry, that would then create something that I not, wouldn't necessarily want to be creating or seeding. Seeding, S-E-E-D-I-N-G, not S-E-A-T-I-N-G. Uh, and so when I'm still, I can break that banter and make a clearer choice and make a clearer creation. I get that. I, I agree with that now that I think it all the way through. That it's mm-hmm. true creating, true choice. There's a moment of stillness that comes. Yeah, and I, cause, yeah, I think we do run the risk of when we talk about stillness and we talk about meditation and we talk, it, it's almost like, okay, so I need 30 minutes or I need an hour. I need where I can go and sit. You know, and sit and be still and breathe and, you know, then the magic quietness and stillness comes over me and I'm filled with divine tranquility. But the reality is, in that second we take, that that second that we, if if we take a second of stillness, Mm -hmm. that's the difference between reacting and responding. Yes. Where we don't try to figure it out in our head, and we don't just react to what's going on or the person cutting us off or what somebody said or what somebody did, and instead we take that second that allows us to reconnect with Uh the divine energy, Uh then we can choose how we respond versus just in constant movement, never still. Yeah, right. Constant mental movement, constant physical movement. So I'm I'm warming up to this topic (laughs) called stillness. Feeling it, feeling it. I'm warming up to it a little bit more. That I mean, and it's I didn't have any resistance to to it. I just didn't think I had anything to say about it. To say about it, yeah. Because I and I think part of that is because I feel really comfortable that especially through my meditation practice, that, you know, stillness is my friend. Right. And so other than starting the show and saying, stillness, I like it and it's my friend, it's like, what else do I have to say about it? Almost yeah. like when you when we talk about you, you can't ask a fish about water because it's what they know. Mm-hmm. So I think that was why I felt like I didn't have anything to say about it. It's like, yeah, right. Stillness is good. What else is there to say? But I haven't thought about it in that context of you can access stillness mm-hmm. in the snap of a finger, in the breath, in one breath of, we say this all the time on this show, but in asking yourself the question, what would love do? Right. Yeah, that can still lie. And not deciding just from your brain. Right. But, you know, deep breath, what would love do? Okay, this is how I'm going to handle this. This is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to do next. Right. That's connecting in with stillness in a breath. And that's possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and your breath, I believe my breath is really how I can access stillness. Is through that breathing, through that pattern of breathing, and when we're not, when we're feeling anxious or we're feeling fearful, if we best thing we can do for ourselves or somebody else is to take control of that breath 
and slow the breathing down, and that changes, that shifts the energy within. And little kids, you know, you hear parents say a lot, be still, be still, be still. <laughs> and the little kids can't be still, I can't be still. And, and and so there is some sort of something we grow up with of kind of a resistance to being still. It doesn't sound very fun. Nothing going on if I'm sitting still. So it's kind of cute as little kids. We don't want to be still. And? Well, I was one of those children that didn't get told that a lot because I was You would sit still? Because I was, give me a book and, you know, it'd be like, where's Tracy? You know, we haven't seen her in two hours. That's so cute. I'd be looking at a book. Well, and it's funny because yeah, I think a lot of people get the message that being still is hard or being still is bad because it's the, that they have a natural inclination to be in movement. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> I, I, Having faith in real time. 
I could easily look back at my rainy times of life and see how the sun was really shining. But to see the sun in the times as the rain is coming down is challenging for me. I've had quite a few rainy days lately, and I've begun to really look for the sun in the rain. Recently, I've actually felt the sun's warmth as rain peppered my face. I am very excited about this progress along my spiritual path. I have a hunch God has always been shining amidst every rainy day of my past. I am glad to finally see God in the rain as well as the rainbow after the rain ends. Nice. So that would beckon the answer that yes, stillness exists whether I'm experiencing it or not. Well, the way that I thought about that as you were reading was God exists whether I acknowledge its presence or not. And the way for me to connect in is to choose stillness. Okay. Because I'm thinking God is stillness. That's a good point. But, but, well, and the be stillness now you know, quote was about stillness is A, B, C, D, God, basically, that all of these things are another way to say stillness is God. Uh-huh. And so if that's true, if, if we say stillness is God, then yes, stillness is always there. And it's uh, it's our choice whether to go there or not. Uh-huh. The other way to look at it is stillness is the vehicle that connects us from our outer form and and human life and busyness to our inner form of God and spirit, which is always present. Right. And so I don't know that either, well, we we maybe should ask um, an authority. (laughs) Where do they live? Where does the authority live? (laughs) Yeah, we maybe should ask Uh an authority, is one more right than the Uh other? I see them as both. Uh-huh. And I tend to resonate more with stillness is the vehicle or the path or the transportation to get me to God, the God within the, uh-huh. the connection. Um, but I totally see it as, if I use it as a synonym for God, then it's always present. Isn't that interesting? I think I, think I have used stillness as a synonym for God without really knowing that that's, but I think I do. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I think in, in some of our classes where we list all the names for God. Oh, uh-huh. Qualities. Or, well, not the qualities or attributes, but all the names, you know, for God in different faiths and different oh, practices and uh-huh. different, you know. I, I, I'm i sure stillness has been on that list in some of the classes. Oh, cool. That taken, you know, that someone in the class uh-huh. yelled that out or put it up on the board as for them it's a synonym. It's another word they use to refer to God. God. So so I don't, you know, so I get it from that uh-huh. perspective. I mean, intellectually, I totally understand that. And at the same time, I'm thinking, hmm, for me, that's not the way I first think of it. Right. But I don't have any pushback to thinking about it that way. And now I'm thinking, I'm wondering if I'm going to sound like one of those old people that say, you know, these younger generation just, oh, oy vey for the younger generation. But 
you know, it does seem like with all of our technological advances mm-hmm. that we rarely even have a chance to be still. So we constantly have the phone, constantly have the text, constantly have the emails on the phone, constantly now. So there's really no space unless we choose it, unless we make a conscious effort. You know, it used to be, you know, there was a stillness that existed in the car, except for the radio. There was a stillness that existed when you were walking from your car to the building. You know, you, you, you didn't have the opportunity to be doing something except for being kind of present to the walk or present, you know, in the car. So and even go back further than that with, you know, we think about our culture and two generations ago, People actually, you know, at the end of a long, they start the day before sunrise and then notice the sun coming up and, you know, like, look at it. Yeah, and pay attention <laughs> and, inside, yeah, the natural you know, normal. Uh-huh. work hard all day and pay attention to the shifts in weather and climate and season. And then at the end of the day, sit out on the porch, you know, and notice and yeah, so much has changed in how how we are, as you said, in constant mental or physical motion, if not right. both. Right, right, right. And mental stimulation. Yes. So what, you know, um, stopping the brain and, and going into a state of stillness, I mean, I can't even imagine... A child's brain now, what the studies would show, you know, in terms of how much their brain is processing so much text and driving and talking on the phone and putting on the makeup and, you know, doing all the different things at one time. <laughs> at the same time. And it might be in a backwards kind of way, kind of good, because the brain can certainly probably do all that. But, you know, where does the stillness come in for that? That lifestyle, you know, unless we really make a choice, and then it, it, and then it can almost probably be, you know, it seems boring. I would imagine at some beginning point, you know, why would he like a little kid sit still, sit still? Why would I want to be still? Nothing going on there. <laughs> and wow. so as we as we become more and more advanced in one way. You know, that's the old adage, we become less and less connected in another way. So it goes back to what you were saying a little earlier about choosing. Right. Well, that that is, right. It's, it's still ultimately each one of us as an individual choosing what we, what we want, how we want to be, and how we are going to connect. Um, with spirit. And so there's no accident. I mean, the show is Say Yes to Spirit and Choosing to Connect. Choosing Mm -hmm. stillness is a very powerful way to say yes to spirit. Um, Herman Hess said, within you there is a stillness and a sanctuary to which you can retreat at any time and be yourself. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that nice? And, you know, I like that at any time. I had a sponsor in Al-Anon once tell me, you know, you can start your day over any time. Mm. It's like I get into this pattern. Oh, my goodness, today is shop. 
I just ruined it. It's over. It's you know, 9 a.m. Well, 30. It's yeah, yeah. It's like I still have half the day left. And so it's really interesting that at any time I can retreat to the sanctuary that's within. And I don't know that... Uh, I know I, I I can be at a place where I can remind myself that I have a choice and then choose the exact opposite thing that, you know, is going to be useful to me. Oh, you're the only one. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting, that's just such a fascinating. Yeah, I, I, I do that all the time. I know I have a choice and then I look back at the end of the day going, I made this choice and this choice and I know those are not good choices, but why do I keep making those same choices, same choices. every day? Uh, it's uh, like... Uh, is it just habit? Is it comfort? Am I in denial? What is the deal? Um, Ultimately, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times when we talk about stillness, you know, at least when I think about stillness, I think about Buddhism because, mm. you know, I don't, I guess because of Zen Buddhist practice, but you know, the and maybe that's when I first really consciously learned. I mean, I learned about stillness. I learned about prayer. And oh, I learned about devotion growing up. But this, the concept of stillness, I think I really first got deeply exposed to, um, you know, when I was exposed to Buddhism 35 years ago. And um, so a lot of times for me, some of the, not just Buddhism, but some of the Eastern traditions, yeah, really um, make the connection for me. And um, this Lao Tzu quote, no thought, no action, no movement, total stillness. Only thus can one manifest the true nature and law of things from within and unconsciously and at last become one with heaven and earth. Ooh. Isn't that delicious? No thought, no action, no movement, Total stillness. Only thus can one manifest the true nature and law of things from within and unconsciously, and at last become one with heaven and earth. And so for those of us who believe there is such a thing as heaven on earth, and that we can experience heaven in how we we experience heaven, or if you believe in hell, we experience heaven or hell in the way that we live our lives every day, right. then this idea that I can become one and join my earthly experience with the concept of a heavenly experience through connecting with stillness because at that point I'm connecting with the true nature and law of things, which is God. Which is God, yes. See, and that, and that to me is also an interesting thing to point out, the true nature mm-hmm. and law of things. So the true nature, so I guess that, is that a, it's a different thought than the thought of religions that our nature would be sin, right? Is that a... There are some oh, that come so in that are religions that focus on original sin versus original blessing. Right. Am I am I saying correctly that their premise would be to say that your true nature, true nature is sin, or the human condition is sin, or 
Yeah, but I think even in those faith, in those religions, in those belief systems, they would say the true nature. Well, they would say the true nature of God. Right, and is different that. from the true nature of man. Right. And yes, and I think that to me is really when I can really, really, um, literally wrap my head around the concept and be present with the truth that I am the consciousness of God, then that automatically puts me in a place of stillness. I can't be fully present to that awareness and experiencing that truth without being in a state of stillness. So I'm thinking if I had a religious belief system that told me, you know, that I'm my original state or my natural state, my natural design is a human experience or a sin nature that that by itself would cause a natural conflict for me to be able to really be at stillness. Or it would motivate you to say, I'm in stillness so that I can connect with God in heaven who will save me from my human nature of sin. Oh, gotcha. So I still need stillness. In the stillness, I find forgiveness. In the stillness, I find hope. In the stillness, I find direction. So I'm, so I might still be going to the stillness, to in a, in a moment's time to keep me from reacting and instead responding. But the power of the answer that I get in that stillness is coming from an external source versus from deep within. And that would be a really good question for me to ask my my wonderful sister. As a minister, minister, right, Mm -hmm. doctor of divinity. Uh That would be a really interesting conversation to understand from a different perspective. Right, how how do they, but how does that thought? Right, and how do different religions, how do do different belief systems? Yes. So not so much like what's her personal belief, but... You know, since her Doctor of Divinity degree is relatively fresh and she teaches at a seminary, she would she would have, have easy access to, you know, in the front of her brain, right, uh-huh. to the whole ideological, the philosophical, theological, theological basis, basis right. of uh, nature, human nature, God nature. And that almost kind of sounds like what you were saying is, again, going back, it's the stillness is the conduit or the bridge to God, which um, is a class. And then, and then what we're saying, the, the potential is, or the ideal for me in my life, what I want to be present to is acting out of the stillness, being the stillness, you know, even as the, the rain is falling, you know, and I see the sun to to be be coming from that place of stillness or that place of God, and it reminds me of the four kingdoms. We talked about the four kingdoms here in terms of um, 
the first kingdom being, you know, life is done to me. The second life is done through me. Then the third life is done. Uh, so what life is done as me is the second one. And the third one is life is done through me. And then I, um, I do life. Is that the fourth one? I do life. I am life. But it sounds like the stillness really in the more traditional Christian faith is stillness is done through. And what I'm looking for is to come from stillness. To have the stillness within me well up and be the thing that I act out from. What you thinking, Tracy? You're looking at me like you're having a thought. No, I'm just like trying to follow you. That can be kind of hard. Sometimes. Not go. often, but sometimes. I'm just listening, listening, listening. And I think that, but that between that third and fourth kingdom, you know, whether something's coming outside of me, stillness, God, and working through me. Or I have to go outside and access it somehow. Or if it's just a natural state, like the quote you read, it's my natural design to come from that sanctuary of peace. To come from the Christ consciousness that exists within me. Stillness, be still and know that I am gone inside. So I have a homework assignment. Oh, goody. For me specifically? No, for me. To oh. Talk, to talk to my sister. Ah, yes. Well, that's not the homework time. And I talk to her regularly, but to talk to her specifically <laughs> about... To the question. ...about stillness and original nature and internal, external, or see if that leads to that. Cool. If her hypothesis is correct. <laughs> if it's theologically defensible. Yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. That's what I like about ministers. They do they do have a way that they can, you know, depersonalize it and, and give you the philosophy behind the theology, right? Yeah. You know, because I, I do have this affirmation of I know what I'm I know everything I need to know when I'm supposed to know it. Yeah. And that because I am I am directly connected to divine source and energy and divine wisdom that is unlimited. I know everything I need to know when I need to know it. So I, you know, I feel pretty confident that I'm talking about what I believe and uh-huh. that that's true. Um, but I wouldn't say that I feel confident that it's theologically defensible. There you go. And so we'll have a little chat with the Reverend Doctor and see what she thinks. And actually in class tonight, if we have a chance, I may bring it up with uh, with our local Reverend Doctor. There you go. And see what she says. So next week we'll have in our Connect the Dots at the beginning of the show a little conversation about um, about stillness and this little homework conversation. And that, and that is... Um to me, you know, again, it's hard for me to just take anything and not have it be personal because it's all personal for me. But, um, uh, you know, going out of that sense of 
stillness within is a very powerful thing. So before we move to closing the show, because our time is winding down, um, I do have a correction. Yes. So it's not Peace Be Still. That's a different song. It's It Is Well with my... That's it. Because right. yes. when I was saying it, it's like, no, Peace Be Still, I can hear the song. It's not the same song when that's not the song I want. That's not the one that's your, one of your favorite right. songs. It is well. It is well, it is Love well with my so is the correction. So, and when it is well with my soul and I am aware of that, I am in stillness lots of times. And that brings me back to stillness. Yes. So, what would you say, if we were summarizing, what would you say are the benefits of stillness? Or what are some of the benefits of stillness? So somebody sees the title of this show in the archives and they go, stillness, what, what is that? And uh, they are listening to the show and, we, you know, we've talked a lot about it, but how would we summarize? Here are some of the benefits of experiencing stillness. Well, for me, certainly what I'm experiencing is stillness. I am in a clearer connection to God. I'm in a calmer mental status, I am more able to make the choice from that divine tranquility or that peaceful sanctuary. You know, we, we just really, I love how we just name things, you know, give these really kind of rich names to define, really what we're defining is, is this stillness, this peace within and so um, I would say that the takeaway, biggest takeaway for me is that stillness is a both and. I love that. It is the, the conduit that can get me back into my, acknowledging my presence of God within. And stillness is the thing that can rise up from me and be expressed through me regardless of my external circumstance. I like it. Would you would you have a, a definition or a different definition of stillness now that you thought about it just in the show of being not really, uh, but I I am enamored with the phrase or with the idea of stillness. When I am experiencing stillness I am filling myself with divine tranquility. Right. You can see me, but people on the radio can't see that I'm actually writing that sentence in my journal right at this moment. I feel myself with divine tranquility. And again, that indicates stillness is not an emptiness, it's not a blankness, it's not a voidness, it's really a fullness. Right. Yeah. And in that sense, I also maybe would go back to your question about, you know, is it there even if I'm not acknowledging it? And I think, you know, from that perspective, too, I can see that, oh, when I get out of the way, when the human and the ego, when I move that aside, I am completely filled with divine tranquility and I see it because I moved all the other stuff that was kind of covering oh, uh-huh. away. Uh-huh. And and for me, that's um, 
that's really very powerful compared to the idea of emptying out. Yes, yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, Moving things away and and uncovering what always is there. It is always there. Whether I am aware of it, capital I, little t. Oh. It. Yes. What is our topic next week? Do we have that? That we know what uh, what I should... You know, I always when I look at the devotions for the topic, I always want to see a devotion that I titled Stillness. So maybe now if I think about the, the title for next week, I'll go ahead and write a devotion titled if we have our uh, idea for next week. And if we don't, we could pick one up. Well, actually we do. Um... We do have a already defined for next week, and for the next couple of weeks, actually. So, if I could find that list, I would tell you that this week is stillness, next week is change. Change. The following week is anger. Oh. The week after that is destiny, and the week after that is suffering. So, we are set for the next four weeks. You know, suffering is another one of those that I just think I said no. We don't need to talk about suffering or work. No, suffering <laughs> just got added to the list last week. Yeah, we didn't talk Whatever, about Because it kept coming up in right. our conversation. No, it came up the week we talked about work. Work. Yeah. That it kept come. Oh, no wonder. Suffering just kept coming up. And, um, yeah, I didn't see right. And so so funny. we were on the air saying, looks like that needs to be a topic for a future show. That's right. So I have a few weeks to feel badly about that. But so next week we talk about change. change. My guess is suffering will come up in that, too. (laughs) (laughs) You can change with or without suffering. It's your choice. Oh, maybe we'll talk enough about it that we'll take suffering <laughs> off the list. But Funny. it is change next week. And uh, in yeah. the meantime, if you need a midweek or a daily inspiration to keep you going and keep you connecting to spirit, then please visit us at godinmyday.com. And... Um, I think that is about it for this week. Any closing comments? Be still. Just be still. You know, I'm, I, it's a positive uh, affirmation in itself for me that I do use. So be still. Be still and know. So have a great week, everybody, and don't forget to say, say yes, yes to spirit. Spirit. Play Whitney Houston. Okay.
with Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.